0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Cinema's Soft Underbelly. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and if you're listening, then you know that this show is all about horror movies, science fiction movies, fantasy, gems in the rough, hard to find movies, little scene movies that should be seen, and on occasion movies that should be avoided like the plague. And uh, today I'm going to continue on with my Olaf Eitenbach series. I started uh, last episode t- touching on his early works. This is a German director and uh, for the most part shooting his movies in Germany There were, I believe, a couple that were shot over here in the States, at least uh, one that I touched on yesterday, or previous episode, Legion of the Dead, Uh, but I did touch on Permudos, Black Past, which was his first movie, uh, Burning Moon, which is one of my favorite, if not my favorite movies from him, and then Legion of the Dead. Uh, Now... Like I said uh, on previous episode, he's got seventeen directing credits, and I have not seen them all, uh, but I have seen enough to have a a very solid opinion of him as a director and his directing style and the movies that he uh, that he has made so we're going to continue on with uh, with the movies that I have seen, and today i'm going to start with Uh, There was a couple that I'm skipping over because I have not seen them. I did not see uh, 2001's Riverplay, and I don't recall seeing Evil Rising, uh, which was uh, from 2002. I don't believe I've seen that. Uh, However, the next one I have seen numerous times, and that is 2003's Garden of Love. And oddly enough, this movie has several different names. Um it also goes by the haunting of Rebecca Verlaine and uh on DVD and then it actually surprisingly got a Blu-ray release here in the States under <laughs> Splatter Productions. Uh yeah. Uh and that title is Born Undead. So there you go. And of course the cover for Born Undead has this really cool looking uh uh Walking Dead type zombie, nothing like the movie, of course, but whatever. Uh, okay, so the plot summary for Born Undead. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Born Undead because I've got the Blu-ray in front of me, and that's the version that the most recent version that I've been watching. Uh, a woman whose family was brutally murdered when she was little is instructed by her family's ghost to bring the killers to them so their souls can rest in peace. Um. Uh, Another synopsis for this thing is several years after a musician and his friends are killed, his daughter is haunted by her dad, whose spirit is on a killing spree. And that's literally what the movie is. That was on IMDb. Um, There's a little bit more of a synopsis on the back of the Blu-ray. A killer wipes out all members but one of the Verlaine commune on uh, Christmas Eve. The lone survivor is Rebecca. Uh, and she falls into a long coma. When she awakens, two years later, she finds her mind blocked from the tragedy. As her memories slowly resurface, she begins to understand that the spirits of her lost family have unfinished business. Uh, th- th- that pretty much covers everything. And just like Olaf's other movies that I've already talked about, uh, there's one main reason to watch this movie, and that is the insane amount of bloodshed uh waiting for you in this thing uh, the story The story is actually pretty good but again it's just Olaf Eitenbach, uh he is first and foremost an excellent effects artist and he is, he truly is a gifted uh, effects artist directing he shows signs of of thumbs up but uh, it doesn't help that he's got not the greatest actors to work with um, but this, I mean, some of his stories are actually really good, but it's just it needs a you know the the, the script needs a, to be a bit more polished and the actors need to be a bit better. And you know, honestly, a lot of these might help if because he gets German actors. So the, either the movies are dubbed uh, or or they're spoken in English but with heavy German accents, and it just. It doesn't quite work, and I have a feeling that if uh, if you'd want like well, even Burning Moon that was German language with English subtitles. I finally watched the version with English subtitles, and it um, when you watch a movie in its native language, it certainly helps. Uh, but it's like if you're already watching a, a B movie, uh, you know, lower low rent horror movie, and it's poorly dubbed or people are speaking in another, like, people are speaking their native language, their their voices from their native language, like Germany, for example, but they're speaking in English, it's grating, it's really grating, and that's another case with with this movie here, Born Undead. Uh, I will say, though, uh, uh, Nataz- N- Nataza Boone is uh, the lead actress in this, and she is actually in several of Olaf Eatenbach's movies, and... Um, she, it's funny because she ranges from decent to not so decent, um, but something about her I I dig. Um, I think she's she's, I don't know something about her is just kind of German cool. Uh, by no means is she going to be walking down the uh, Oscar aisle anytime soon. I would guess, but uh, for some for some reason, I enjoy watching her in in uh, Olaf's movies. So and surprisingly, she was. Uh, um, she was actually a passenger in eon flux so there was her uh, uh <laughs> there was her little uh what do you what do you call it hollywood uh hollywood scene but it 's funny because she was in uh another olaf enbach movie i 'm looking at her i m d b but uh there was a third one that she was in and i don 't see that listed on i m d b which is a bit odd. But anyway, regardless, I'm, I'm rabbit trailing here. Uh, Haunting of Rebecca Verlaine, also known as Born Undead, also known as Garden of Love. Uh, there, there's a song, the Garden of Love is actually a song that this, this hippie commune is singing and it keeps being played back and it's, it's supposed to be creepy and eerie and it's not, it's it's silly and lame. Um, but there's a couple of huge set pieces, basically beginning, middle and end. There was like three big set pieces in this movie and um, they total uh, maybe ten minutes tops, fifteen maybe out of an eighty-five minute runtime. Um, everything else is pretty much just filler and progressing the plot along, and just you know, she's seeing ghosts and. Uh, but like I've said in previous in, in the previous episode, is when these scenes come, it's just hold on because it's hardcore. Um, I mean, just. Heads explode. The closest thing I can think of uh, with the bloodshed on hand in this movie would be Robert Rodriguez, uh, his uh, Planet Terror. And even that, I mean, that was more played for laughs. These movies from Olaf Eatonbach are generally trying to be serious. But when someone gets shot or when someone gets their head smashed, it like explodes and. Yeah, it's just a mess. It is such a mess. And uh, this movie is no exception. And it's funny because this movie feels a little bit more like a thriller, like a ghost thriller than a horror movie. But then they, they throw in this such hardcore gory bloodshed that it's like, okay, well, this is, this is you know, a gore fest now. This is a thriller that is a complete gore fest. Um, but I like that. That's one of the reasons I've watched the movie numerous times, is because of that. If it would have be completely goreless, I would have watched it once, and that would have been it. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, okay. So, that gets a thumbs up. I, I really enjoy the movie. Again, his movies are very subjective. Uh, I there there are people out there that like his movies i'm one of them um but you just have to set your expectations to a certain level and and sit back and enjoy it especially if you're a gore hound and i know that there's a select few out there that are like me and you'll you'll definitely appreciate uh that uh, and same with like even the movies that he's just done special effects in, not directed, I've seen some of them. And the movies themselves, like Blood Rain, the first Blood Rain, Huey Bowles movie, I I hated that movie, but the the bloodshed on on hand in that movie was great. Uh, in fact, towards the end in the unrated version of that, I watched it twice. Um, the the ending of the Blood Rain, there's this horrifically violent scene that goes on and on and on, and it's kind of lifted from the much superior uh, Burning Moon, and even the next movie that I'm going to be talking about. So, um, which which is called Beyond the Limits. So, anyway, uh, moving on then to Beyond the Limits. This is 2003. Now, uh, the Blu-ray that I have is called The Day the Dead Walked. I have seen Beyond the Limits numerous times at this point, and I continue to thoroughly enjoy it. I think it's... Technically, probably his best made movie. Um, there's a lot going on in the movie, and uh, I don't see what the budget is on this thing, but it, I would guess that there was a, a much higher budget on this movie here uh, versus some of his other movies because it's quite ambitious. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it feels like it's got a fairly nice-sized budget. Uh, okay, so... The Day the Dead Walked is what the Blu-ray is called, and this is another one from this small company called Splatter Productions, I guess. Uh, I'm going to read the back of the Blu-ray here. The Day the Dead Walked. And this is another one that looks almost exactly like Born Undead. The cover is this cool-looking zombie thing that has nothing to do with the movie at all. Um, Rookie journalist Vivian Seeks Frederick, the caretaker of the oldest cemetery in an undefined Uh, country. Asking for an interview, uh, the old man tells the story of two customers and both connected by a mysterious secret. The powerful gangster Jimmy Levinson accuses his former partner Paul Petucci of stealing a load of cocaine and orders to kill his beloved girlfriend Clarice. Paul is found dead later in a cottage and Jimmy and his friends and girlfriends are visited during a dinner party by Robert Downing first and then by the sadistic Mortimer and his partner Rick seeking the truth about Paul and a suitcase with a mysterious relic. The second story takes place in the Middle Ages where the cruel David Deming and his minion Tom Brewster chase the renegade priest James Flynn in the name of the Inquisition but actually are trying to force him to reveal the secret of the eternal heart to grant immortality. So this is a, a this is like a kind of anthology but It's all very, very, very connected, uh, story-wise, and so there's, it's you know it's got the wraparound story and then the first story of these the uh, cocaine deal type thing hostage situation, and then it goes to the Middle Ages with the Inquisition and then it goes back to the cemetery with the lady and the care the the caretaker thing. So, um, again, I really enjoyed the movie. It is, uh, it's. It's not quite two hours long, and it's got a long runtime. But I'll tell you what, it moves at a pretty good clip, and uh, the storyline is really good. But again, it's it's one of those things. Like I said with with Born and Dead, is the acting is just ah man, it uh, it it hurts, <laughs> and it's unfortunate because uh, the violence is so brutal in this thing, so hardcore. And the story is really good, especially when they go back to uh, the Inquisition stuff. I was very impressed. I'm like, this is this is well shot. Uh, I like the fact that it's taking a very much a fantasy turn in the second half. The first half is is all you know, uh, home invasion and uh, just torture. It's literally 45 minutes of a dinner party being tortured, smashed over the head with mallets and shotguns and knives and axes, and oh, and it's just brutal. It's so hardcore, and it's truly, it feels like uh, you're, you're, what what it feels like is basically the director is, just has some excuse to get a group of people into a room, time to chairs, and then just mutilate them. Uh, But there there is, then when you see the second half with the, uh, the, the Inquisition storyline set in the medieval times, whatever, uh, it it makes the beginning make a little bit more sense and what's all going on, and everything wraps together. So, uh, and I did want to mention, Born Undead and Day of the Day of the Dead Walked are on Amazon Prime, and so if you're a Prime member, you can actually watch it for free. They are they do go by Beyond the Limits on uh, on uh, Amazon as well as the haunting of Rebecca Verlaine so if you are interested in checking them out they are on there they are uncut from from what I am gathering here they are uncut if they're not uh, at least uh, at least it says it says the uh Verlaine movie is uncut beyond the limits does not say but i I will say that if you're interested in this um if it is for some reason not if it is edited i steer clear because you watch these movies for pretty much one reason and that is that that's the horrific display of carnage on screen so um anyway i don't have a whole lot of of trivia on the movie or anything like that other than i just i I enjoyed the movie, it's, I've seen it numerous times, and this was for the longest time a, a very hard to find movie, a lot of Olaf's movies are were hard to find, because they were shot over in his native Germany, and it's a very, very niche type movie, and, and type of movie, and uh, so it just didn't really get a whole lot of publicity over here, which is unfortunate, because I, I, Again, I, I've seen way, way, way worse movies than these. That's for sure. So anyway, that's beyond the limits. Check it out. Next up is uh, because I'm running close to having seen all as many movies as I have from him. Okay, so next up, he does a movie called Family Saga. Have not seen that one, but I have seen the one after that, and that is called Chain Reaction also known as, here in the States, House of Blood. And the first time that I watched uh, House of Blood was on DVD, and I was like, oh, geez, that was a chore. And I was expecting much better because it's Olaf Eatenbach. And I'm like, okay, it's the, it's the typical Olaf Eatonbach movie, but uh, it wasn't that terribly gruesome. Uh, so I find out that... Uh, over in Germany and the UK there was a another version that was close to three minutes longer all gore I'm like okay that's the version I need to see so I set about trying to find that version and it took me a long time but I finally found the true uncut version of House of Blood known as Chain Reaction made in 2006 and I watched it, and I'm like, okay, now we're talking. Now we're back to beyond the Limits, Rebecca Verlaine, all of his other stuff. Uh, it's it's your usual you it's your usual Olaf Etenbach movie, which has your typical meh acting, followed by copious amounts of horrific and awesome bloodshed. And uh, so that's the version that I had for a while. I just found out, and I'm like, why aren't more Olaf-Eatenbach movies on Blu-Ray? So I did a little searching, and I see that Chain Reaction, aka House of Horrors, is available in two different versions in Germany, and it have, has an FSK 18 rating over there. That's the rating system. And so I, I looked at pictures online. I did my research. And I'm like, wait a minute. On the back, it says 96 minutes, and that's the cut version. I don't want the cut version. And there's there's so little information about these movies, especially in the States here. Uh, so I did more digging. I'm like, okay, I need to know a little bit more about this release. So I did my my German-to-English translator thing online, and I would copy different reviews that Germans were leaving on this movie on Amazon Germany. Because I could tell they were talking about the rating just by a couple, couple words and, and like, I saw, the, I saw someone put FSK18, question mark, and then some other German language talk. So I did the translation on it. I'm like, ah. So here, uh, the studio that released this over in Germany, Marketing-Film, that's the company over there that released this, uh, they, they packaged this as the cut version uh, known as House of Blood, but it actually is the uncut version. And, uh, so the runtime is wrong on the back of the cover, and looking at the Blu-ray here, uh, yeah, I mean, everything is wrong. However, it is the uncut version, and so that was discontinued, and then they re-released it in, because they're, they're not allowed, I guess, just, it has to have, uh, an FSK 18 rating, and the unrated version does not. So, uh, they re-released it on Blu-ray, another company did, and that is the cut version, this version, however, is uncut and I did import it and I have it in front of me and I'm so glad I do. I have this feeling that this is probably going to go out of print because uh, it's it's not supposed to be sold over there and the chances of this getting a, a release over here in the States is slim to none. I believe that uh, Lionsgate had the rights to House of Blood. I'm pretty sure. and uh, And Lionsgate they barely release catalog titles of their library much less an old Olaf Edenbach movie from 2006 so uh, chances of that happening are slim to none this is another one that is on Amazon Prime and I am I'm 99.9% sure it's the cut version so keep that in mind um so uh, the back of the uh cover here I would read off the cover but it's in German so I won't Luckily, there is one English audio track on this Blu-ray, and what's crazy is that uh, it has uh, German language uh, uncompressed audio as well, and it's night and day difference. I listened to it just a little bit with the uncompressed, which I can't speak that language, and it sounded at least twice as good versus the really bad uh, English track. Now, it was actually shot in English, so the words match up and all that good stuff. It still has the uh, the German actors trying to act like Americans, but, oh well, it's, it's at least the words match up and all that good stuff. So, um, just watched the movie again recently, and uh, it's an Olaf-Etenbach movie. It was good, I liked it, but it's very much for a niche a niche crowd, I'm going to read off the plot summary and give you my my thoughts on the movie. A prison bus with over a dozen criminals on board has an accident and rams another car in which Dr. Douglas Madsen was on his way home. Most of the prisoners die. Four of them survive. One of them severely injured. After having killed all the guards, they head for the woods. They take Dr. Douglas Madsen hostage, and suddenly a huge house appears in the middle of the woods. The leader of the group, Arthur, emphasizes that he will kill Douglas and, and every single member of his family if his wounded brother dies. Meanwhile, some members of the family show strange behavior, and soon mayhem breaks loose. Okay, so... uh I'm not sure what in the world is going on in this movie. That, that does sum up the first half of the movie. The house is basically a bunch of demons, uh, German actors that turn into demons, and rip everybody to complete and total shreds. Complete shreds. Um, what's funny about this movie, and the reason it's called Chain Reaction, is that our, our doctor hero escapes by the midway point of the movie, and the cops pick him up. And they question him and uh and they accuse him of of helping these convicts escape, and so he gets thrown in jail and then he gets taken into a in a bus he gets taken he's going to head to the penitentiary or whatever, and the same thing happens again. the bus wrecks, and he's on the bus, and now him and another group of inmates are walking through the, the woods right exactly where it happened the last time stumble across across the house and the exact same thing happens. Just literally two of the same story back to back, um, but it makes it so bizarro and weird and funny that that even in even in a low budget, uh, cheesy horror sort of way, it's like, what? Why is this happening again? He's being accused of the murders, and 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 now he's going back to the house because the bus wrecked at the same spot. But it's a chain reaction. Uh, and somehow, somehow he is tied spiritually to one of the ladies in, in, I I don't know, one of the, one of the ladies in the house for some reason. I don't understand it at all. It makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, Martina, uh, Eatonbach plays, plays the girl that he is connected with and, um, um, Let's see here. Is she, I I would guess being that she is, uh, her last name is Edenbach. Either she's related to Olaf or she would be his wife. Well, that would be my guess. Um, cause they were born the same year, but anyway, so it's such a bizarro movie. A lot of the cast that is in chain reaction was actually in, uh, the beyond the limits movie. So seeing them in this, it's like, Oh, jeez. Um, and and they try to pull off some comedy in this one, and it is so bad but it's it's it, of course I like it it's i'm like that that's that's all me that's funny um so yeah if you're into German splatter in in a cabin i i would say it's kind of like uh, the evil dead but it's not really i don't it feels like it's it's a ripoff of something it feels ripping off it feels like there's something being ripped off and I can't Put my finger on what it is, but it's 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 Olaf Eitnback. The cover of the movie is fantastic, by the way. This one here, there's just a whole gaggle of demons and a convict shooting a shotgun at one of them, and he's got a tattoo on his head, and oh, it's great. So I really like Chain Reaction, uh, I, for the Bizarro story twist that it takes, and for the fact that it's another another one of those movies where they just ...cram a bunch of people into one house just for the simple fact that we're going to rip everybody to shreds. So, okay. Uh, now, the next movie that I've seen from him, and then I'm going to be done, and I've only watched it once and it was vi- virtually unwatchable. The sound was so bad on it that the, the music overpowered all of the dialogue. So whenever there was dialogue, I couldn't understand what was going on because of the music. the music was so loud... Um, and I was good until the very end. There was a big twist in the end of this movie. Uh, it's called Dard Divorce. I, odd name, odd name, Dard Divorce. But towards the end, I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't get what's going on here. I can't understand anything. Um, but it's, of course, just horrifically violent. Uh, what started out with a routine divorce between Natalia uh, N- Natalie Stein and her husband, Tim, will soon take a turn into the unexpected and evolve into scenes of torture, bloodshed, and slaughter. And that's what I remember in the movie. Um, another synopsis here, uh, Natalie Stein, a successful lawyer... Immigrated with her parents from Germany to the USA at a very young age. The last things that stand between her and a happy life with her daughter and son are the divorce settlement with her low-life husband, Tim, and a nasty drinking habit. But a lot more is about to happen that she didn't bargain for when her dog goes missing and her mortally wounded husband appears at the doorstep, informing her that the children have been kidnapped. By the time the police arrive at her house... Tim's body has mysteriously vanished. When not much later, $1 million, a bag of cocaine, and some gangsters enter the game, Natalie finds herself in less than no time tied to a chair in her own kitchen. Let the torture begin. Another movie that is... Everything is wrapped around horrific torture, violent, gore, bloodshed. Um, I It's hard for me to to talk about the movie. I've only seen it once... And like I said, there's a there is a twist in the movie, and I simply didn't grasp it because even though it was in English, I because the I even tweaked with the I played with the audio. I'm like, how do I do this? I had my ear up against the TV. This is probably four or five years ago that I watched this, and I'm like, I, I don't understand what they're saying. The music is too loud, so I can't watch this. Um, but it's gory. It uh, it's gory. Uh, that's about all I can say about the movie. It's. It's an Olaf-Etenbach movie. I do want to watch it again sometime, because I'm guessing that I would probably appreciate it uh, for, for what it is. But as it is, it's hard to watch. Uh, and then he's got some other movies after that that I have not seen yet. No Reason from 2010, Legend of Hell which uh, from 2012, which from the sounds of it is a medieval knights type thing. I'm all over that. Savage Love from 2012, and then right now, uh, it's in post-production, Is a movie called God Forsaken, and he's currently filming a movie called Five Seasons. So what sucks is that these movies, they don't get major releases. So years go by, and then some little boutique label will put them out, or I'll, I'll remember, oh yeah, I should, I should watch that, and I'll try to import it. And um, it's just hard to watch these movies, and I, that sucks, because I, I dig them. And I'm one of the only people that does. But oh well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm on my show. So anyway. Okay, that's going to do it for the olaf uh two-parter. Hope you liked it. I would say give his movies a chance. You're probably not going to like them, but uh, you never know. It, there's, you, you might be surprised. You might end up enjoying one of them. I sure do. Uh, but I'm a weirdo. so uh, You can get a hold of me at Eugene-Weaver at Hotmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, things that I should watch, things that I shouldn't watch. All That Good Jazz and, of course, Movie Freaks on YouTube, soon to be iTunes. Uh, That's my sister show that I co-host with Eric Marner. And then our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks doing their new release stuff and uh, much more high-quality movies than the uh, garbage that I talk about from time to time. But that's okay. There needs to be diversity in this big uh, realm of movie podcasting. So coming very soon is going to be uh, some different episodes focusing on Full Moon Entertainment stuff. I've been watching a lot of their movies lately, and it takes me back to working at uh, the video connection in Millersburg, Ohio, a little VHS video store rental place. And I, I just I was so into Full Moon videos back then. And I'm planning on hitting on a lot of those movies in the near future. So stay tuned for that. So that's going to wrap it up for today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And again, thanks for listening.